It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. One of us believing in the power of Jesus. And both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer, of which the Deacon has obviously had one. No, man, I just like, sometimes I like to rock it out. You like to rock it out? Yeah. Is this going to be a rock and roll episode? Woo! Have you ever been to one of the games where you hear the people in the crowd doing the Ric Flair? Oh, I love the woo. Yeah. 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 I love the woo. It's yeah. funny because I Google, I was looking at. I, I do the living on prayer. Woo, woo, living. Oh, I can do it real loud. Though. Should I go oh, loud? Oh, we're you? halfway. Yeah. Woo. Oh, you want to hear it? You want to hear it loud, though? Prayer. You may have to turn it down here. Yeah. Woo! Whoa. Was that too That's, much? People, folks, listen, I hope you turned your radio down. Was that too down. much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't know that the woo was a thing, and then I Googled it. You ever get stuck on Google? Like, you start Googling one thing, and you end up down the, what do they call it, the Google black hole? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you know that uh, a black hole, the gravitational pull on a black hole is so strong, not even light can escape it? I did not know that. Yeah. But, you know, so you get stuck on the Google black hole. In fact... I hate to admit this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk. I can't. Even, I'm not gonna talk about. It. All right. I'm gonna talk. Okay. Fine. Fine. You drag. You fine. You pulled it out of me. The best part is I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, I mean, I know what the episode is about that we haven't gotten. So to, you but know, I know, recently, 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 I I switched uh, careers and oh, yeah. I got into sales. I love it. I'm so excited. Oh, you've had more jobs than a Mormon man <laughs> has wives. <laughs> They've all been along the same lines, though. And I've been blessed along the way, right? So this one, I, I got into sales, and I, I'm blessed to have, uh, you know, to, to be able to earn the kind of income. I, and so I bought a new Jeep. So excited. But it took a while for my background check to come back. No. Yeah. Do you think they were Googling you? Well, I know what I did, you know. 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. So I was just wondering how far back this thing goes. So I found, you know, I was Googling myself, you know, looking for all this stuff. I'm trying to find, like, finally I called. I was like, I already have my background report. It's good. Here you go. You know, so anyway, have you ever Googled yours? So I'll tell you my favorite Googling things right now. Okay, let's talk. If you Google my name. Yeah. Like a bunch of pictures come up. If you hit on Google Images, you know whose picture comes up? No. You. Really? Because of a lot of our Doc and the Deacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so that's awesome. If you Google uh, Dr. Christopher Drum, a lot of, uh, uh, for some reason, picture of you come up. Some of my partners come up because we work in the same uh, practice. But I was Googling my name. Yeah, without the and images. And Dr. Christopher, and then I hit the D. Yeah. And if not for the computer knowing who I was, Auto the fill. next person came up was Dr. Christopher Dunch. You Yay, Dr. Christopher Dunch. I don't know who's Dr. We, we Christopher. We don't want to cheer for him. Dr. Christopher Dunch, better known as Dr. Death. No. Oh, Dr. That, Death? I just watched that. Yeah. 
That's Dr. Ah, I remember. I forgot his first name was Christopher and I forgot his, well, I forgot his first name was Doctor. His middle name was Chris. How do you do that? Is your first name Doctor? Your title <laughs> is Doctor. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to tell you the story oh. about Dr. Christopher Dunch, a.k.a. Dr. Death. Doctor. Death. And first, I want to give a shout out to, uh, I think her name was Laura Beal. Because she did a podcast. She was an investigative journalist in okay. Texas All right. who told the story of Dr. Death. Oh, because so he was out this, of Dallas, the yeah. Dallas area, right? Dallas-Fort Worth well, area. we're going to get into a lot of where he was. I remember Dallas but this Medical this is a story yeah. about a man who obviously was intelligent where things went wrong, a.k.a. being called Dr. Death. Well, I, so I have to preface this by saying many times um, you read the book... And I watched the movie, so I feel like I have more accurate details around what actually happened. Because I saw, I physically saw what happened. So you saw the television show. That's right. And I listened to the podcast and also saw the television show. You did both? I did, I did, So you double qual- is that like, is that like getting your master's in Dr. Death? Well, I also did quite a bit of research uh, about him. I also listened to season two of Dr. Death by Laura Beale as well. So you have like a master's in this. Yes, yes, yes. You're also going to learn about Dr. Fata later as well. So I have like a GED. <laughs> it's Dr. Death. I have a Dr. Death GED. Yes, yes. Not that there's a... Listen, if you finished, that's all that matters. A GED. Like, honestly, why do they still do high school the way they do? Because a GED is just as good as... A, can't you go to college with a GED? Not certain ones. I mean, I'm sure you could. If you go back... You could probably become a D.O. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of... That's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. MDs and D.O.s have the same training. Some D.O.s are much better than M.D.s. Dr. Death was an M.D., uh, but as an M.D., when you're making fun of people and I work with D.O.s, that's oh, not funny. I think. I think... It's, it's really like, nah, they would be quite offended. Thankfully, I'm, it's the deacon doing this. The, the, yeah. the doctor drum, the MD, is, is, is shutting that down right I, now. I had no idea. In fact, I actually, in training, in residency, I felt like there were some DOs that were more intelligent than I and were going out of their way to try to prove it to me I was in kidding. order because, yes, yes I'm aware. I because, because we have had this talk about the DOMD thing and so i uh, i mean we haven't you keep talking about it yeah i never bring it up on purpose no 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 it's no. one of those things as an md you don't talk about okay but so moving on so not in the hippocratic oath but hippocrates did say do no harm it's one of the things we learn early on and i think this is a question about in the time we live where there is all these false narratives about medicine and science yeah there is a story of a doctor who did things wrong and hurt people and it does happen and honestly i almost hate telling the story because the trust in physicians who by far and away are trying to do everything they can to help people but i do think it is a time that we tell the story of dr death well listen i mean you know the church has not been immune to this uh yeah i do right i mean you know i saw a spotlight and and it's not and i'm i've seen the church lady and i am not uh Catholic, but the church, just as medicine and science, is 
ultimately run by people. People. Imperfect people who are trying. And I think many times, even the stories about the awful things that we hear, at some point there was a person that was trying to do good that got off track and sometimes got really off track, right? And ended up becoming uh, what we would call monsters. Sure. Right, because I mean, Dr. Death, if you just laid out his, his CV of pain. So let's talk about it. Now. It would be, it would, you would call him a monster, right? Christopher Dunch. Yeah. Intelligent uh, man. Where was he born? Do we know? Um, he was born somewhere in the South. He went to... Um, Did he go to Vanderbilt? He went to Tennessee. Tennessee. For medical school. That's right. And then he went to, he went to Tennessee for a fellowship. Yeah. And that is where he did neurosurgical fellowship. Neurosurgery is one of the hardest fellowships to get. Yep. He also did a lot of stem cell research. Yeah, he and did. And he patented some ideas with stem cells. That they would regenerate. Some thought that they would regenerate. His, and a lot of people bought in. And so some of the issue is... Dis, dysgenics? That may have been the name of is it. Is that right? When yeah. he got out and started to practice medicine and do surgery, things did not go well. Well, and we saw that um, because his, his, his teacher, uh, the person in charge of his residency at the time, I believe is what you call it, right, was um, invested in dysgenics and allowed him to, to graduate with significantly less hours than what was considered acceptable. Yeah, so what we're trying to figure out with Dr. What do they call them, negative outcomes? Negative outcomes. He had quite yeah. a few negative outcomes. So yeah. Dr. Death is a story of a young neurosurgeon who was brought to a prominent medical center in Texas and paid a ton of money to come and do surgery. Neurosurgeons do either brain surgeries or they do spine surgeries. So if you have cervical issues, if you have lumbar spinal issues, if you have a significant herniated disc, if you have spinal stenosis, if you have a myelopathy, they would go in and either try to uh, do either a fusion where you fuse the spine or to remove a disc. Yeah. But these are very particular surgeries. And most neurosurgeons have the most exquisite training and have been trained forever. And Dr. Death at this point had an MD and a PhD. And he came and he started to do surgeries. And at this point, it looked like not only did he not know how to do surgery, but he was hurting people. He also didn't realize that he didn't know what he was doing. He was also crass and aggressive and had substance abuse issues. And very quickly, other doctors realized, hey, this person is hurting people. Very quickly, people died. Yeah. People were maimed. And the people story is kind of of other doctors who realized, wow, this guy needs to be stopped. And yet he continued to be able to get new jobs. So there were, you know, there were several stories of people that came in with what would be considered routine issues, right? With the back, you know, as you talked about. Routine for a neurosurgeon. Routine for a neurosurgeon yes. that, that has good training, right? Uh, the problems with the back are pretty similar, right? You have a, a, a herniated disc, meaning you have a disc that's sticking out, right? A herniated actually means ruptures outside of the disc. And okay. it's then irritating the nerves. And part of the insides of the disc and when it herniates actually cause more of the irritation than anything. you got to get a bulging disc when it just sticks out. Yeah. A herniated disc is when it ruptures, basically. Yeah, so exactly what I said. And then, uh, you know, he would deal with some... Uh, some structural issues, 
curved spines, things like that. There was also there were some tumors, some some cancerous cells in people's spines around the discs and things. So the problem is with Doctor Death, is that very quickly mm. it was aware that he was doing the wrong thing, and people realized he was doing the wrong thing. So let's go through some of the issues with Doctor Death surgeries. Okay, is it common for a doctor who's because in the there's a hierarchy in the OR, correct? Uh, kind of, kind of. I mean, there's some politics involved. Listen, if we're in the OR and you're performing surgery, right? Um, the neurosurgeon? Yeah. Yes. The neurosurgeon is performing surgery. For someone to question the neurosurgeon, someone who probably has less training. I mean, he's, would we agree he has the most training in the room? So I'll tell you a story. Yes. I was a medical student. Yeah. And there was an orthopedic surgery being done. Yeah. And it was going on for hours and hours and by chance I had broken my toe the day before but I, I was still there and it was a complicated surgery because this person had artificial hip and had fractured her femur but it also had knee surgery and so they were really struggling to like get old hardware out mm-hmm. and it was taking forever and at one point you know I'm supposed to stay out of it and I just yell I hope somebody checked her blood count and then all of a sudden, somebody checks her blood count, and it was like five. And they're like, oh, stop the surgery. Pack her up. Give her blood. We'll go back in tomorrow. And I was really nervous to say something. I was yeah. really nervous as the medical student yeah. to say something. And I know that they wanted nothing to do with my comments. But all of us like this. And I hadn't been in enough of these surgeries. All I knew is my fever, there was blood everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, this, this can't be good. I hope somebody checked a blood count. And luckily they did because uh, me, the medical student, spoke up. Because there are times in surgeries that appear routine. Let's, let's, put, let's say this before we talk about this. There have been routine or what, what, are, what are deemed to be routine surgeries that have nev- negative outcomes all over the yes, world. Yes, yes. But never like what happened with Dr. Death, Right. There are negative things that happened, but most surgeons realize right away, hey, this isn't going well. I either need to stop or ask for help or things like that. But with Dr. Death, things did not go well. At one point, he left a screw in tissue. So he's trying to put a screw into a vertebrae, and everyone goes, hey, that's in the wrong spot. But he was so focused or didn't realize that he was in the wrong spot that he left a screw just floating in connective tissue. And it's never going to go away. It's not going to, it had nothing to connect to. So it's not going to connect. Of course. It's just going to be there. Yes. And then cause a problem. Irritation. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Potential infection. If it ever happened, I would be like, how do we not get this out? We need to get this out. I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. But Dr. Christopher Dunch never acted like he didn't know what he, Yeah. he didn't, I don't know what he didn't know. Was he trying to hurt people? Was he just such a bad surgeon that he didn't realize? He also, at one point in one of the hospitals, attempted a craniotomy because the person wasn't doing well in a hospital that was not capable of doing brain surgery at the time. And he yelled at all the people inside, I'm going to open up this person's brain to relieve the pressure. There was another time where he put a cage in and he put it to the wrong side. It was like shifted over. So he put a cage in inappropriately. He put a screw in a spinal canal. So as opposed to going into the right spot, it went into the spinal canal. At one time, he resected a nerve root. A doctor went in afterwards. Luckily, some doctors realized what the heck is going on here. Went in afterwards and realized that two of the nerve roots had just been removed. Well, I remember when Dr. Christian Slater 
It was in on one of his surgeries consulting. Yes. In the television show, Dr. Christian Slater plays uh, Dr. Kirby. No, 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 no. That was Christian Slater. Well, Christian Slater was it was the actor. He was the doctor. He was the doctor. Dr. Christian Slater. Dr. Christian Slater. No, Dr. Randall Kirby. Um, and he was consulting and he had, you know, he got called out at some point because he had to leave the room and he had questions about something that, you know, Dunch was doing in his surgery. And it really made me think, you know, because when you look at the church, many times the same kind of uh, hierarchies exist where, where there's a respect for people. And I think respect is an important thing. But I think more important than respect is transparency. Yeah. And I thought one of the coolest things that I found as you'll talk about the rest of this stuff is when Dr. Alec Baldwin, he was playing... Uh, Bob Henderson, Dr. Bob Henderson, right? Yep. And when he, when he went through the other pieces of the Hippocratic Oath yeah. you, that were not followed. They were not followed. Right, they and he called out more than just, you know, do no harm. And he talked about these other components to the Hippocratic Oath that were, that, uh, that were violated by Dr. Dunch. And it was uh, really, at that point, hard not to... You know, it wouldn't matter if the glove didn't fit. Yeah, it was interesting because Dr. Dunch continued to do things poorly and people spoke up, but he still was not able to be stopped in a timely manner. In the time, though, he only there, performs... There are protections afforded for doctors yes. and investigations there are, there are. and things he, that he, have to happen, right? He only performed 30-some surgeries, mm-hmm. but of 37 surgeries, 34 went very poorly and had severe complications. He also was known to use possibly drugs before surgery, including cocaine. And he also was calling in controlled medications under other doctors' names. Right there. Once that gets found out, you should lose your license right then yeah. for calling in uh, controlled substances and other, other people's names. And one of the things is uh, he was pretty competitive. He was argumentative. He was almost as competitive as the deacon. <laughs> it was interesting to see how, um, how the world of privileges works. You know, a little bit, getting some insight into that, you know, uh, it made me think of OBGYNs who, you know, get privileges at hospitals, you know, based on where they can deliver babies, right? Yeah. I, so that was the first thought, it made, you know, having so many kids. I've been through that a few times, so it made me think of that world. I, I would not say, I think it's unfair when you're someone who has won so many times at so many things to call me competitive. <laughs> I love it. The deacon wins one barbecue contest, and now he's Oof. the winner. I mean, you oh, call it a win, call it a landslide, a demolishment of the other contestants. No, I'd had really, it really had nothing to do with the other contestants. It was just that my food was so, uh, so good. Yeah, so your food was delicious, and I will give you love for that. But what we need to realize is that in this situation, Dr. Death kept doing things wrong. He actually did surgery on his friend's neck, Jerry Summers. Oh. And the day before, they did supposedly cocaine together. And Jerry Summers is now paralyzed. And the yeah. surgery went poorly. He called And then even out. after yeah. that, he did not even come to check on his best friend, who lived with him after he was damaged. Because he realized he had done so wrong. And, and I think part of the issue here is, you know, was he doing things on purpose? Did he have substance abuse? But one of the things that one of the nurses had noticed 
is that he wore the same scrubs three days in a row. And you go, how do we know? Well, because he looked disheveled. Yeah. He smelled of alcohol in the operating room. And not only that, he didn't. He had a hole in his scrubs, and he didn't wear underpants. Yeah. So this, this scrub tech kept saying, hey, you notice Dr. Dunch is wearing the same scrubs, and he's got a hole in his scrubs, and we can see his butt. And so this brings me to the question of, since the pandemic, I've switched to wearing scrubs, but I wear underpants, and none of them have a hole in my butt. So to my patients out there listening, are you comfortable with me continuing to wear scrubs? I'm wearing nice, like expensive, fancy scrubs. They're nice. But is that okay? I promise I will not have a hole in it, and my butt will not be shown. That's awesome. You know what? It makes me think of a Friends episode. Did you hear the rumor that Jennifer Aniston and the other guy are dating currently? Matthew Perry? No. Joey? No. Ross? Yeah, Ross and Jennifer Aniston reportedly are dating right now. Really? Yeah, that's a rumor. Hmm. Um, well, I know Ben Affleck and, and, and J-Lo are looking at movie scripts together. Oh, yes. Here comes... Here's... I'm hoping for Geely too. Well, uh, you know... <laughs> yes. Well, Dr. Dunch is not going to be in the Friends reunion. And part of this, for me, comes to... This guy's life turned so much that after his life was taken, after these doctors fought to get his license taken, that at one point he was caught shoplifting at Walmart. He was also caught out drinking and driving. He got pulled over once he had his license taken back at home, and he was driving way over the limit. And you know what drink he had? In, he, was, he had one in his hand. And wait, no, he had one in the cup holder. A smear off ice. Oh my gosh, you were almost close. He had a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Ah. So not only that, but like in the middle of the night when he gets pulled over for drinking and driving, he had Mike's Hard Lemonade open. This guy, who obviously was talented, took such a fall. And it's hard for me to believe because I like to think that doctors, ethically, are not going to make mistakes. And I was very worried. Is this guy having psychiatric issues? Is he just a bad person? Did he not even realize he was a bad surgeon? But then he sent an email to this woman that he worked with who helped him. And so I'm going to quote him a few times. You ready? Okay, go ahead. This is Dr. Death. This is how he thinks. I'm ready to leave the love and kindness and goodness and patience that I mix with everything else. And I am become a cold-blooded killer. The sad fact is that I would go faster, do better, and catch more respect and honor by effing everyone in the brain, emotionally and mentally, controlling them in a manner that borders on abuse, taking no prisoners and sending everyone in my way, especially those that eff with me to hell for the simple fact that they thought they could much less tried. Ready for the next? Okay. Anyone close to me thinks I'm likely something between God, Einstein, and the Antichrist because now I can do anything I want and cross every disciple boundary like it's a playground and never, ever lose. But unfortunately, despite the fact that I'm winning, it is not happening fast enough. And you know what is interesting about both of these quotes is they both refer to religion. You know, and it, it makes me think of, as you talk about that, you know, it makes me think of the problems in the church. But it also makes me think of Judas. You know, Judas thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. And in fact, he did fulfill a prophecy, right? It was foretold that one of Jesus's men would turn him in. And ultimately, we never saw the remorse from Dr. Death. Never. Right, I mean, Judas was... You know, so close to Jesus, in fact, at one point. He almost seems like he doesn't understand that he did wrong. Yeah. You know, and Judas 
for 30 pieces of silver, right? Sold and, and, and told the guards that the man I kiss will be the man who you will take. And they went and they took him and he, he used that money to buy a plot of land. And then they found him hanged. Wow. So I just thought things like that weren't supposed to happen in the Bible. You know what? Revelation 21.4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed. And yet, Dr. Death exists. Well, that's, you know, so in Revelation, you're talking about a time after the thousand-year reign of Satan. So you're, you're, in a, you're in a place where you've talked about, and so John is talking to his his come or in the earlier parts of Revelation, we hear about the Antichrist and the beast and, and all of the things that have happened. And there's this thousand year reign of Satan. And then after that, we talk, we hear about the pain and the gnash of teeth in the morning and the crying and all that stuff during that thousand year reign, the mark of the beast. We hear about all of that. And then we hear about a time then that becomes when everything is reunited under Jesus, under God. <laughs> And so what you're referring to in Revelation talks about the, con- the, the completion of all of that, right? So I don't want that to get confused with, and there, he says there were, at that point. But as the doc, I have to Google Bible verses that kind of speak against your yeah, point, listen, right? And I'm doing that on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I can tell you. Conflict. It's called conflict. But, you know, and I think one of the things that we always talk about, and I love about our approach to this whole thing has always been that. No matter which, whether you approach it and you believe in science, you believe in faith, yeah, you believe in both, right? Like I believe that science is such a crucial component to our lives and believe, but I believe it's a gift from God. And so there's a difference, right? And, and one of the things you and I have always talked about is that, you know, there's always room to, to have a chat, have a nice cold beer and talk about how we feel about things. Because, you know, people have been hurt by the doctor. People have been hurt by you know, leaders in our faith communities. Yeah. Priests, But deacons, it's one of those, we are supposed know, to be jobs, positions where that doesn't happen. I work in a town where four or five years ago, four doctors got arrested for yeah. problems with opiates and sexual things. And it's one of those where it breaks my heart because that damages everything that I'm working so hard for. So every doctor out there doing the wrong thing, I'm angry at you. And I yeah. have anger towards Dr. Death. They're making a Dr. Death season two about Farad Fata, who is telling people they had cancer and didn't, and giving them medicines they didn't need, and putting well, how long, chemotherapy. How and long, now, how long before we hear about the vaccines that don't work? And vaccines the, work. Pe- I, no, no, no. People selling fake vaccines. Sure, sure. And doctors, you know, utilizing COVID protocols to, for financial gain, right? You know that's going to happen, yes. right? And it's going to come out. There will be a huge mini-series about all these people and the downfall of that. And then but that will not be caught. from us. And you no, will no, not no. get fake medicine from Doc and the Deacon. No. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, people... People take advantage of from, this. I think that... But know. look at the Bible. You go back and the Bible talks about from the beginning of time. As much as a society, as we have grown and things have changed, nothing's changed, man. Don't we think some of these preachers are taking advantage of people? Well, right? you know, Like, give us your money. It's give happened. Us your, I'm not yeah. saying it hasn't happened. And you know what? Now that not only is Dr. Death Season 2 already been out, Dr. Death Season 3 is coming as well. Yeah. So doctors are infallible, but most are doing the right thing. And so there are certain things. What was that musical group, the Righteous Brothers? I mean, who even were they? (laughs) 
I mean, that's that's insane. <laughs> there was a show on, on on HBO called The Righteous Gems, The Righteous yeah. Gemstones. Okay, that was pretty funny. I like it. I like it. John well, I will tell you when people have a problem with their medication, yeah, or if there is something that goes poorly with a doctor, I do call and let someone know. Even though I realize that people are not going to like what I say all the time. Actually, there's a lot of things where I do no harm where patients don't like it. Where I don't give an antibiotic because you don't need it and you're building resistance. When I don't order a scan or some extra imaging that could cause more damage, I'm trying to do no harm. I'm not trying to do extra harm. I'm trying to, you know, with sleeping pills that cause extra damage, sometimes for ADHD meds that for older people that could cause issues, right? Like people are sometimes frustrated when you don't do more. But at this point, we realize that the but those are thoughtful, intentional decisions. Oh, that's yeah. not I, a lack I, of ethics, care. Ethics right? comes into everything I do. It's all not day. as a result of and a it, lack of ethics is more important than your medical knowledge. They go hand in hand, but it yeah. has to be more important. I think the fact is, Doctor Death is a great story. Not everyone's perfect. Doctors aren't perfect. Priests aren't perfect. But do you remember when Joey sent Chandler to get fitted for pants by his tailor? Uh, no, I didn't watch Friends. Oh, 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 oh. So Joey, Joey sends Chandler and to get fitted for pants by his tailor. And Chandler comes in and he's talking to Ross and Joey and he says, this is crazy. And Joey said, what are you talking about? He said, well, that's how they, that's how they fit for pants. And he said, he says, Ross, the guy came down, he, he straddled my leg, he, he reached up from the bottom and then he, and then there was cupping. And Joey says, yeah. That's how they check your inseam. And Ross says, in prison. So, you know, it, it was like this. Like there are people, yeah. no matter the profession, who will find ways to take advantage. And yeah. the, the one thing we can do as a society, I think, is, well, I think there's a couple. I think the first thing we can do is use our conscience as our guide, right? If you would not want it done Dr. Christopher you, Dunch did not have a conscience. No. He was likely a psychopath. Well, but if he didn't have a conscience, then then he probably could have pled insanity, right? I mean, was, you know, there's some legal stuff there. Lack but, of empathy is not insanity. Yeah, right. Lack of lack of understanding of the of the impact. lacking of caring right. about what you do to people is not insanity. Yeah, but lack of understanding of the consequences can be considered mm. right. There's a there's a fine line. Well, Doctor Death number one, Christopher Dunch in jail. Doctor Death Woo! number two, Freed Fada also in jail where really? they belong. Okay, I can't wait to see that one. Well, I don't know that they're going to make it into a show. But speaking of the show, the show was great because it had great actors. So you ready for a game? Okay. Did you know we were switching to a game? No. You knew a game was coming, right? No. Yeah, I don't tell them. So number one, the two doctors who were trying to chase down Dr. Death and yep. get him stopped yep. were Alec Baldwin and yep. Christian Slater. That's right. So I am going to give you three either shows or characters that the characters played, and yeah. you're going to rank them from one to three. Okay. So for Christian Slater... Patrick Dempsey. No, that is uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I met him? No. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be called a... a well, you know. Um, but I met him in the real world. What were you called? Something from Grey's Anatomy when I was in residency. Dr. McSteamy? Dr. McDreamy? I don't know. Let's change the topic. Um, Christian Slater. The true romance. Yep. Very bad things. Or Dr. Death. You're going to rank them. Number one is your favorite, number two, and number three. Well, there's no question. Number one is probably one of the best cinematic things ever made. True romance. Yeah. Is okay. there a question? There is not. No. I'm actually amazed when I looked up his IMDb that he wasn't in more amazing things. 
Uh, you know, you had to, it depends on where you, what you consider amazing, right? Because wasn't he in, he was in Flatliners, which I thought was really good, another medical thing. Um, or was that Emilio Estevez? I know Emilio Estevez was in it, but I thought Christian Slater was in it too. Anyway. Um, he was in less than you realize, considering how famous he is. Very Bad Things. And Dr. Death. Very Bad Things is the one with Nev Campbell, right? Um, or, or is it the other, what's the other girl's name? Anyway. It, Let's go, uh, let's go Dr. Death, then Very Bad Things. Okay, next. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. His performance in Beetlejuice. Match Game? No, no. Beetlejuice or 30 Rock or he played uh, uh, President Trump on Saturday Night Live. So I like him in Match Game the best. Okay, but that's not one of the options. Um, so I'm going to go Match Game, President Trump, 30 Rock, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. He was good in Beetlejuice. Last. Yeah. Joshua Jackson. He played Dr. Dunch. He's okay. the guy, Pacey, from, uh, oh, from Dawson's uh, Creek. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't remember. I don't think I ever saw Dawson's Creek. You've never seen I Don't Want to Wait for Life to, to Be Over. Nope. It's past my time. I was, in that, I was in my 20s when that was going on, right? I had no time for Dawson's Creek. <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. That is true. Well. So well, go ahead. Pacey, whatever. And then what else? He wasn't in enough shows. He was in The Affair, which was good. He was in Dr. Oh, Death. Which one was he in The Affair? Um, this, the, he the was crappy husband? the ex-husband yeah. of the woman that uh, the guy had an affair with. Yeah. Okay. What we need to realize is in Dr. Death, what happened is people knew to step up when bad things were being done. Did they write, saw if you were going to write done. a prescription, would you call it like, he's got his bad medicine? He is, is more bad than Your love is like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I need. Whoa, shake it up. It's like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I don't want. And I'm glad Dr. Death is in jail. Yeah. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. And I won't give you bad medicine either. I don't prescribe medicine. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I want to give a shout out to uh, Laura Beal, who uh, did the podcast, Dr. Death. Check out seasons one, two, and uh, number three upcoming. Okay. And realize most doctors are trying to do the right thing. There are some bad ones, and we need to make sure that they are punished the same way anyone else is. Listen, uh, I know there are people who have experienced hurt and pain in the faith community as well. And I want you to know that um, there are many people who love and care about you who want to help you navigate those things. And so please don't let one bad experience with the church or with people in the church dissuade you from, uh, from, from checking out uh, different ways to understand and have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And there are certain people we would like to keep out of jail. First, our producer, Tucker Butler. <laughs> we also would not like Franchise to go to jail because right. we'd like him to make some rap recaps because he hasn't made any in Ooh, a while. Yeah. We'd like to keep both of our wives out of jail. Amen. But if they went to jail, they could be roommates. That could be kind of hot. Oh. Oh, there's an episode. <laughs> Let's do a podcast on that. And I think this is where this episode ends. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Chapman